Hey y'all, this is Arlene and I'm here with a very special guest. Um, she is someone that I have gotten to know over two months or so. Um, this kind of hits home for me because I used to live around an area where, you know, people that work for a system that was supposed to protect and serve us did exactly the opposite and um with that i'm going to leave this um i'm gonna leave the floor open so that my guest can introduce herself and tell you what she and what she's all about and what her purpose is for the movement um, take it away. Hey, so my name is Catherine. Um, I'm in, I live in Uptown. I'm a creativist, which basically means <laughs> I'm a creative and activist combined together. So I usually like to express myself through my own creativity, but at the same time, you know, always um, integrate any injustices that we're facing, especially those that resonate with me and like my people which are black and brown, the black and brown communities, of course, we have to, um, you know, support them and, and represent for them, you amplify their voices. So this is just one way that um, I like to amplify these voices. But as I said, I'm also an activist. So I spent um, most of my time, it's almost like a part-time job, just advocating for, you know, the people that are left unheard of. And right now, um, more than ever, those are black people. Um, of course, brown people are put into the mix, but black people are disproportionately affected in so many ways, especially in America and a KKK supremacist government, basically. Um, it's very important for me to use my voice and as a light skin to use my privilege to amplify this community um, because, you know, it's very important to be an ally in whatever way possible. Amen. Um, so this was, I don't know how the stars aligned or maybe it was like social media or Instagram, but I heard of um, the case of Dominique Alexander, who was hung in Fort Tryon Park in Washington Heights. And it has been about two months since, and uh, we still haven't gotten justice. And his family still hasn't had justice, um, thanks to the 34th Precinct, of course, in Washington Heights, in Wood and Marble Hill. Um, and this kind of hits home for me because honestly, Dominique was 26, I believe, when he was murdered. And that could have easily been my brother. I'm gonna just say it flat out. Dominique could have been my brother. And this is my number one fear in life. Like, if anybody touches my brother, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm not just fighting. I am, I'm coming out guns blazing because that's my family. 
and there's a lot that doesn't get me angry and that there's a lot that doesn't you know make me act this way but put your hands on my brother and it's over for you so dominique alexander um we're gonna celebrate his life for a bit um it's just it's unfortunate that he had to go this way but in a way it kind of brought all of us together as a community because we weren't going to let this you know we weren't going to let this get away we weren't going to let people get away with this and um what's so funny is that um when i heard of the rallies that you guys had in washington heights and inwood um there was a there was an agitator by the name of uh, maxi pad that's what i like to call him and um maxi pad took it upon himself to drive his car into peaceful protesters and their allies and um they did the right thing they took video they took pictures of his car his face his license plates just for the community to know like this is the person that is trying to cause serious harm and we want you to find him and that's basically that's basically what my job is so um myself and my team um we built a trap and um not even 24 hours later homeboy was in my dms talking about how i was poor how i couldn't afford all this shit da -da -da, how i couldn't afford to look up information when homeboy's full name was in his facebook url so not only that he basically said that he could offer me a job as his slave and that's where he fell into the trap and um let's just say that he's facing his karma right facing his karma because if you mess with the heights you mess with me and if you mess with me it's not gonna it's not gonna end well I, I trust and believe me um so we're gonna talk about dominique's case <sighs> this is gonna be really hard because again like So I'm gonna, if you look up Dominique Alexander, his full name, especially if you Google it, everybody knows the case. Like everybody knows what happened now because of peaceful processors bringing this up because, you know, y'all were just not gonna let him, you know, die in vain. You just, you guys were not gonna let him, you know, just, Ooh. you guys were not gonna let him you know go out like that you wanted to make sure that people respected him as a human being that people respected him as a young man and um 
there was just no way that the NYPD or most specifically the 34th precinct was going to do their jobs because as I know um, they don't do really good jobs on that and um, it's just calling a spade a spade he was he did not commit suicide he was targeted and he was lynched and for the NYPD to have an investigation and rule it as a suicide is very appalling to me but then again I'm not surprised um, and what's crazy is that um, they didn't even rule it a suicide within like let's say a week or whatever of doing the investigation it was like 66 minutes right after they were at the crime scene they decided to rule it as a suicide and then the um, detective in, in charge of the case had taken a week long um, vacation right after and just like neglected I wouldn't say neglected but hasn't been attentive to the case ever since or hasn't even been contacting the family um, surrounding the case ever since mm. so that just highlights even more how negligent the 34th precinct is and even when i was attending the protests at first because um i wasn't there from the start um but when i started attending the protests i had noticed um from the window and a lot of the other protesters were telling people that the police that were weren't outside the ones that were staying inside like indoors in the precinct were like pointing at us and laughing at us so it just goes to show how how while there might be some cops out there that do want to help most of them in that precinct need to be held accountable because they just don't care and it's it's just really frustrating because i feel like living in this community i didn't realize that until now like even when we talk about dominique's case um this being like a predominantly predominantly oh my god <laughs> my predominantly predominantly um a dominican neighborhood we don't really think about how close white supremacy is even though we're basically a segregated community because as soon as you walk past Broadway, you enter like basically practically New Jersey. Like mm. it's a whole different community. There's an Irish side right along Broadway, like right where the pub exactly. is by Arden, it is literally right there. Like right. that's the side I don't go into because I, listen. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, me when I like pass by sometimes it makes me uncomfortable because um I don't feel like I'm welcome I, I don't see any Dominican around people around there unless it's like you know their nannies or something just working there or something um but just like in terms of how segregated our own community is like as soon as you step past Broadway you could see that and it just goes to show that you know white supremacy and just all the racial injustice that's 
that's been happening is closer to home than what people around this neighborhood think. Um, even like when I went to protest, um, most of the times with everyone else who has been organizing this, shout out to them. Um, like there was so many people that didn't even know about the case about Dominic because it's it's been staying like hidden under the rug. Even like it's about two months this Sunday, and I feel like not enough people in our own hood know about like who Dominique is and what happened to him. Um, I like visited the tree where he was hung the other day, and you know it's it's blocked right now. I don't know for what reason, but it's blocked with like a police tape around it, like the yellow tape. Um, but there picks so many families that just like picnic around it and I'm just wondering like do they even know that they're sitting like in sacred ground where someone was basically killed um and and that's crazy but then that it's not that we're blinded as a community but it's more of like we're miseducated and not aware enough about our surroundings and stuff like that especially when it comes to again the Dominican community I, I wouldn't say all of them mm. but of course Dominicans can be problematic okay listen I've been that problematic little girl <laughs> <laughs> listen like I just I just remember you know before I became who I am today, I just remember all the problematic shit that I was raised to remember from my parents. And there was one thing that my father definitely taught me, which was, you know, to not trust anybody, especially when you live in a, a neighborhood like Washington Heights, like you can't really trust anybody because there are some people that are aware of their history and then there are some people that are not aware of their history, especially when it comes to Kiskeya as a whole. So you gotta understand, like, from our point of view, from our generation's point of view, that we stay trying to educate our family members. The fact that they are black. <laughs> like, I would like to bring up um i'm not wait so i have a question were there any riots around washington heights as you're aware of like were there any riots after the protests because i'm not i wasn't um, aware of anything but the riots in like fordham or something because that's where they happened yeah so there were actually like no riots at the beginning when um, everything went down and the looting had been going and all of that. But the right after the riot that had happened um, in the Bronx in Fordham, where like a bunch of people just started looting the businesses, um, like there was a growing concern here that like uh, the businesses around here would be targeted especially mm -hmm. around um, Dykeman. Oh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so I don't know if that was like one of the first times this year that like Dykeman went viral on Twitter was because that same night, um, like the whole community had like this meeting outside um, of Dykeman. At the Dwayne Reed parking lot. (laughs) Yeah, they were talking about their concerns and stuff like that and how to, you know, protect the community and protect yourselves. And the... Uh, the general of the precinct like the captain he was there um and he basically gave people like just like plain people in the community he gave them the authority to police the area which Mm -hmm. basically is referenced in like the legal term it's referenced as deputizing um people around the area that basically gives anyone um, permission to police the area. So instead of the cops actually doing their job for once, they handed it to the people to do their obligation while they just stayed in the precinct, you know, just cozy and nice. And, of course, that caused um, a fight that night between some... um, I I don't know. There were two young black men... but I don't, trying I don't to go know, home. Kind of confused about that, but something went down that night between um, Dominicans and I think they were black. But I'm I'm not gonna assume. I have no idea. And there they were, were two darker skinned men, and they were trying to go home. That's that's all. They were just trying to go right. home. Yes, they were trying to go home, and they just started getting like attacked by them. Um. So first of all, that was one negligence, if not like from the many times that the police have been negligent and haven't been doing their own job, but telling other people to do it, like, come on. Like, why are you there in the first place if you're not even going to do your job? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, they just wanted to go on vacation, you know, they just wanted to be you know, a little bit lazy, you know. Instead of doing what they were paid to do with our tax money, they just forward it below to the other people. Because all that overtime, all that overtime money that they get, which is like eighty thousand of dollars, hundred thousands, it all comes from our taxes, and we're basically paying them just to sit at the office doing nothing. But being assholes. Um. So, <sighs> Jesus. So, what we, what Catherine and I want you to tell, want want you to know, the listener, um, was that. Oh, this is a this is a separate case. Hold on, uh, Google revolt sweetheart um you wrong so there was um there was a fundraiser being held for uh dominique's family for an independent investigation um and i would like to see what the results are from that specific case because I don't believe it was a suicide. I don't believe it was a suicide at all. 
because as far as I know, being a black person, we we just usually don't think of hanging ourselves in a tree right. by a park. And Especially with history, that's tied with it, like that. Especially him being a black man, like it just doesn't sit well. Mm-hmm. And look at the tree too, because um, I went there, and the tree is like even if like Dominique was to be super tall, it's just it's impossible for him to actually like hang himself like by himself it's just like the tree is too tall in the first place like it just it doesn't make sense man so um so with that being said um is there any more um are there any more rallies are there any more peaceful protests that are along the way because um there there just needs to be more attention being brought up um around this case because you know what really led me to even speak to anybody in the first place especially around washington heights um because I spoke with other organizers um, before MaxiPad decided to show up. Um, I wanted to know, like, where, like, what the purpose is. Not the purpose, but, like, what the objective is. Um, I want to know certain wishes that you guys have. Um, especially when it comes to the 34th Precinct. Because you and I both know you know especially talking in especially talking off the podcast like I've had friends and family that have been harassed by several officers of the 34th precinct and it just doesn't sit well with me with how they patrol and police those neighborhoods when you know damn well that na- like that entire that entire town is big and i don't feel like the 34th precinct should be asking for help from racist militia from the south to then travel up here and park around to to park their cars around the park when they know they don't belong in the neighborhood, and that's what brought that's what brought was brought to my attention, and I told some of the organizers like, "Yo, keep an eye out because they coming," and by they I mean the people that want to dress as riot police with their little riot gears, because the same shit happened in '92. The same shit happened in 92. Jose Garcia was shot in the hallway by a police officer. And even though he was a drug dealer, that did not give them the right to shoot and kill him. So that 
what transpired in that case inspired the Washington Heights riots um, in July. And I remember a certain family member was being assaulted by those officers and we didn't even live in Washington Heights around the time, but at the same time, like the NYPD is so goddamn miseducated. They're so goddamn like misunderstanding the reason why people in their neighborhoods come out to protest because you should just because you have a badge and a gun does not give you the license to kill period it does not give you the license to kill what you could have done was just put him in handcuffs and put him in your little car but no you have to shoot and kill and this is why people this is why every single time every single decade when we hear about these cases when we hear about police brutality cases when we hear about police when we hear about murder by police cases we can't help but to be frustrated we cannot help but to be angry because even if it takes y'all less amount of time in the academy to become a police officer you should have common sense as a a human being because that's what you guys are first you know um that's what i never understand even <laughs> if it's like when people say oh yeah they have to be trained first of all they are trained for situations where it's like super stressful and like hectic for them not to do anything they shouldn't be doing in the first place but as a human being like it just doesn't make sense how are you gonna tell me as a human if you're a cop you would think to shoot someone without even like without even having giving them the chance to talk or speak for themselves like as soon as a black person just like does a sudden movement like that's it they, they get killed and it's it's like do you guys like have common sense as you said as as a human being and like just you know a kind heart for just them as people that's, that's what i just don't get amen it, i feel like it's um the fact that either they were sheltered by their families before uh training to become a police officer or they just don't have the right background to become a cop simple as that because um there's a lot there's a lot of people that i know that come from the military there's a lot of people that i know in the military that want to become police officers and um i get scared for them because seeing as i know that they're a, a good human being i'm just afraid that they might be changed into one of those guys feel me and sometimes when you've been in a job for way too damn long that shit changes you that that you know your humanity is stripped as hell and 
you find yourself becoming one of them um oh sorry um you find yourself like instead of being who you are as a human being you you just decide to become a blue life so can can we can we just talk about like why the phrase blue lives matter does not exist and how it shouldn't have to exist because you know this is oh my god i'm sorry but anytime <laughs> i hear blue lives matter i i just i have to laugh because it just it doesn't it doesn't actually make sense like if you're a cop you have an option to decide what you want to you know what step you want to take in a career so it's not like you're born as a cop and unlike black people who are just born as being black and have to deal with getting attacked and harassed daily just because of their skin color so from that point of view it doesn't make sense and secondly like it's again it's not like they're in the uniform 24 7 like even when you're in the uniform as a cop like it is your obligation to supposedly supposedly because they're not even doing their job but supposedly be protecting the community and, and serving even, exactly and serving and even when you are protecting the community to um see people as human to see them even if they're guilty for whatever reason because this is a conversation for another time Ooh. but like the idea of the justice system and how it, it like takes care of um anyone who gets locked up and stuff like that is just it's terrible and that's why i don't even refer to it as the criminal justice system because not everyone that is involved or in any way shape involved into that system is not a criminal and they shouldn't be named as one so you know calling it the criminal justice system should at this point not be called that anymore mm. but going back to blue lives matter like is it's just another way of basically saying all lives matter and neglecting the fact that black lives are getting disproportionately attacked beaten harassed there's so many things i could say just for existing and the cops don't have to deal with this they really don't have to because then again they're not called 24 7 they go back home to their families and stuff and even when you're a cop you have an obligation to serve your community serve your community. I so, love how she put it in air quotes. Serve. <laughs> yes, serve your community. Serve your community. And like they're just they're not doing that. And when I think about just like the blue lives matter and all lives matter and all that, um, as other people have been saying, they only say that when we say black lives matter so that goes to show that they're not even listening to what we're trying to say as a community which is that 
black people just want to exist without having to be discriminated against or having to be killed for their skin color or just again for just being them and you know being born the way they are because again that's that's just who they are and it's it's just it's so frustrating because oh my god I'm just gonna stop there before I go off into a spiral it I totally understand as someone that has marched for Black Lives Matter many years ago um I totally understand the frustration of the community, especially in Washington Heights, because of the negligence of the New York Police Department. Um, but we're not we're not going to sit there and say it is what it is anymore. We're just not. We're not going to sit there and say it is what it is. It, even if we hire all these independent. Um, all these independent people that can do autopsies um, on Dominic or, you know, even if we hire somebody to do an independent investigation on Dominic, um, that doesn't change the fact that, that doesn't change the fact that he was targeted. Exactly. That doesn't change the fact that the, that the 34th precinct chose to dismiss and ignore, sorry, that was my mom passing by, hold on, that they chose to dismiss and ignore his mother's request. Exactly. That's what hurt me the most because if the shoe was on the other foot, if the roles were reversed, you would want to know who caused your son harm. Or who caused harm to your son. You would want to know who killed your son. Because as far as I know. In Fort Tryon. Them trees is pretty tall. So. I don't. I mean. I'm not a mother yet. But. I would. I would stand outside that precinct. Until justice is being served i would i would call the 34th precinct by phone and demand that they do an open investigation because if not if the fbi touches this case if the fbi touches this case it's going to be over for the 40 34th precinct that's all i'm gonna say even if it's months weeks or years from now, if they open this case and the FBI has their hands on it, it'll be a wrap for everybody on that roster. Trust and believe me. Because you can't just be negligent at doing what you're supposed to do. Exactly. That's what bothers me the most. Like, it's your job. It's your job. Like, you can't just say, oh, it's a suicide and wash your hands off of it. Excuse me. Exactly. You're excused. Lucky you didn't step on my foot. But, <laughs> but yeah, the reason, like, it just, it hits home for me. It keeps hitting home for me because 
there have been many instances where we have come in contact with the police department and some of them have been very negligent and i had to tell two officers to their face earlier last month that they didn't know how to do their jobs as well um and you know what if they harass me then oh fucking well because <laughs> you deserve to hear that from me the thing is i just i don't really think that good cops exist nowadays because of cases like this because of how they treat cases like this and um I'm just gonna say it y'all need to hire police officers that look like us that know the neighborhood like we do that understand that there are certain people that you do not mess with and I'm not saying that as like there are certain figures in Washington Heights or Inwood that could be criminals or something like that there are certain places there are certain people you do not touch you don't touch our women, you don't touch our children, and you don't touch our elders. Yep. Period. And if you mess with either one of them, we gonna know about it. We're gonna know about it. Simple as that. And I just wanna, um, I just wanna say that I'm proud of you for doing the work in basically holding the NYPD accountable for holding white supremacists accountable. Um, and I just wanna say that I'm proud of the protesters and the allies that are also a part of the rallies that y'all held for Dominique and for every other black life that has been murdered by law enforcement um in the recent years because it just brings me so much hope you know and as someone who is slightly older i'm not sure how old you are but this is this is coming from someone that has that has been doing this activist work for so many fucking years and the fact that the cycle just keeps repeating itself until we see actual accountability, it, it, it frustrates me to no end. And it makes me afraid of even raising a family of my own because of what the system can do. Feel me? So, I don't know. It, it's, I feel like if the listener is listening, it's not to say that we constantly live in fear because we don't because our ancestors taught us to never fear nobody that thinks that they can uh oppress us and no matter what happens we always know how to defend ourselves by any means necessary period period shout out to malcolm <laughs> shout out to malcolm x ah, ah, ah. you know we living out we living out in his spirit um but yeah you know Catherine it's it's an honor to have you here and to have a conversation based on like what has been happening this entire summer because 
I've been meaning to talk about it. Even though I dragged the fuck out of Dominicans in that party, that parking lot that day, because they heard from me. You're not gonna chase two darker skinned men that are trying to go home. You know what? Let me not. We get have to hold ourselves accountable. Okay. Like, as a Dominican woman, I've like there's been several times when I was younger where I've said problematic stuff. And thinking back to it now, it's just like I had to hold myself accountable and re-educate myself about like what I've been taught to learn because it's obviously not right. Mm. And that goes for all my other um, Dominican family that's, you know, the older generations. You have to like let them know that they're miseducated and the way they're taught to think is not what they should be thinking um but yeah <laughs> it's all about <laughs> accountable even your own culture because we are problematic sometimes shit <laughs> you saw you saw the damn you saw the damn uh first latinos instagram talking about how how um they need reparations from haiti and i said excuse me oh, what excuse me how you need need reparations from a country that you that you allowed a dictator to to assassinate for 30 plus years in the last century hmm and that's why people look at y'all as clowns dominican nationalists oh i'm telling you they are the red hats of the Caribbean. No, they really are. They're, they're literally the red hats of the Caribbean. <laughs> they're really looking stupid out here talking about we need reparations from Haiti. Bitch, if you don't if you don't go back to Spain and ask them for reparations, bitch. If you don't come if you don't go back to Portugal and ask for reparations. The fact that Haiti had to like literally pay for their freedom. And it's, it's so in-depth for it. It's just so annoying. It is. And they were, the first, they were the first country to be free. Like, to be emancipated. Fully emancipated. And to see them now, it's just like, it's it's so frustrating. Because they've barely gotten aid. They're being attacked and ignored by their neighbors, the Dominican Republic. And now they're in debt because of France. It's just like, wow. And they have no reparations. Like, are you are you deadass? You're gonna say that DR needs their reparations. The reparations the Dominicans got in that island were fucking resorts. So cut it out. Y'all got resorts. Y'all got a whole bunch of big cities. Cut 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 the shit. Cut the shit. Just cut the shit. Nonsense. Nonsense. And it's just it's education. Like, when we talk about like Dominicans, it's just oh my god, it's a whole like twenty four hour conversation. It's like that family member that you love, that you try to love, but at the same time you're just like, yo, you dumb as fuck. Sometimes <laughs> it's so frustrating. I just have to hear family, family members just. From trying to explain stuff, and I'm I, I I like that just makes me that just makes me kind of grateful that like 
okay, yeah, Spanish was my first language, but in wood schools kind of whitewashed the shit out of me yeah. when I first went to kindergarten because I would have cursed him clean the fuck out. Like, do you understand the words that are coming out of your mouth in this WhatsApp audio message, my nigga? Like, Because you know. <laughs> no, I swear every Dominican. <laughs> yo. Oh <laughs> it's just, yo, y'all, like, whoever's listening in the Dominican Republic right now, and uh, I mean, shout out to my uncle, ah, ah, ah. But, um, if anybody's listening from the Dominican Republic, Google is your best friend. Google is your best friend. At, like, at this point, it's just like, if especially if you live in DR, I guess that's different. Um, but if you live here, you're surrounded by, like, different perspectives and stuff. So mm-hmm. for you to, you know, be ignorant and just at this point it's like to me it's like a choice at this point because especially when you're in new york like you're surrounded by different people different things um different perspectives and it's just like yo like all you gotta do is read a book (laughs) all you gotta google (laughs) google is your best friend that's all i say right (laughs) so um so what do you want the listeners to take away from this if, if there's any events going on um relating to dominique's case relating to the movement the black lives matter movement um what is it that you as in you as a, a creativist as um you call yourself what is it that you want people to take away from all of this? Because um, I just feel like we go circle, we go in circles around people that try to deflect and dismiss um, what the movement is truly about, what the big picture truly is about. Um, you know, especially when it comes to talking about defunding the police or you know just absolute changes in the system that need to be had um that needs to happen um what is it that you need what is it that you want to take away i'm going to give you the floor you know what are your what are like what are the like what are the future plans what is it that you want to do to make sure that you know something like dominique's case does not happen ever again right Ooh, child. <laughs> that's that uh... That's a big question. That's a million dollar question right there. But what I can say and what I've always told a lot of people is that um, it starts small. It starts by holding yourselves accountable. It starts by holding your family accountable, your friends, when you catch them saying something that is problematic or is in any way racist or colorist. You got to hold them accountable, even if they point you as the, you know, angry person or whatever, easily offended, (laughs) because that happens. (laughs) 
you got to hold them accountable because in order for us to get to a, a world and a system where we do have racial justice and reparations for the black community, we have to start small and that starts with um, re-educating ourselves and what we learned, you know, being an ally. And at this point, there's no excuse. If you haven't been an ally, you should start being an ally. Use your voice to amplify the black community, the black voices. Instead of buying from Fashion Nova, buy from black-owned shops that are literally the same thing as Fashion Nova. Like, at this point, there's no excuse. There's so many ways that you could give back to black people and give them reparations that they've been needing for centuries. Amen. And in terms of, like, just... Black Lives Matter and police brutality and racial injustice. Um, we gotta keep on going with the movement. Like this is not this is not for the moment. This is for the movement. So that means you gotta be in it. You you gotta be in it in the long run, not just for the sprint. So I wanna see everyone who was out there with the Black Tuesday Square, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. They should be out there, like doing the job educating themselves, going to protest if they have to, holding the police accountable, amplifying any activist leaders who need to be amplifying and are doing the work because at the end of the day, it all comes to all of us. We have to be a community and do this together because this is a mass movement. If we don't have the masses to do it, to pull it through, then it's it's not gonna happen because obviously, this has been going on since the civil rights movement started and look where we're not at now. Mm-hmm. So we have to hold ourselves accountable, support each other, and yeah, just be in this for the long run, not the spring. Um and for justice for Domo, shout out to all the organizers that have been pulling through since the beginning. Um, we're actually gonna have a vigil for Domo two-month um, anniversary and Mike Brown's six-year anniversary. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a protest starting at 5.30. We're meeting at Broadway in Bennett. And the vigil is going to be from 6.30 to 8.30. So if anyone would like to join, um, we'd appreciate it. And you can also follow the account on Instagram with any updates on the case at um, declaring justice for Domo. That's Domo spelled D O M O. Mm-hmm. Or you can get the hashtag with justice for Domo. Everything will be down in the description box for more yep. information. You know, gotta ride for our people. Yes. Got a ride for our people. And um, I just want to say again to the organizers, to people, um, to the protesters, and to the allies, um, thank you guys so much. Um, even though you guys might be young, or you guys might be a little older, it's um, a great thing for all of us to come together because um, when the Black Lives Matter started, uh, Black Lives Matter movement started, we just felt like it wasn't enough of us, especially when we marched in um, in the city 
a few years ago and it wasn't um but we do know that it wasn't in vain we do know that this was going to be serious because the more that stuff like this happened the more we were going to bring attention to it no matter how we did it and you know it's not just about protesting on the streets anymore it's about bringing awareness online it's about having conversations in our homes you know and it's about talking to our friends from the other side of the world about these cases you see how france showed up and showed out hello listen the whole world we watching we not fucking around facts okay and this is not a it's not a threat but it's a it's a it's a promise that dominique's name will not go in vain that his life will not go in vain and i just want to you know i just want to extend my condolences and my well wishes out to his family his mother um his friends that have had to deal with this and um i just hope that he gets justice once and for all because the NYPD might brush it underneath the car like the rug but we won't we will remind you every motherfucking time as long as we live and as long as our descendants live we will hold you accountable period well tell us where they can find you I <laughs> so find me on Instagram at um K T H E R N E. That's Catherine without the vowels except for E. <laughs> <laughs> and you could also find me on Twitter talking my shit um Ew. at Bodega Cat. Bodega spelled um with a zero, not a O. So yeah. <laughs> it's lit. Um, I want to see if I can get my fucking Twitter back because I don't know if I was fucking hacked or something, but I have a secret. I got a secret account here or there. Just I'll follow you there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, thanks for stopping by, Catherine. Thank you for this was really, this was really, um, this is really a humbling experience. Um, I just wanted to have this conversation with somebody that has been in the front lines um, because I still might be at risk due to my health. But I just want to, again, give you your flowers at the moment because if not for you, then who else would do this? Feel me? Um, yep. So yeah, this this is really, I hope this opens a lot of people's eyes um, as to what's really going around, especially in the, the system in, in New York City, specifically uptown black and brown communities. And- um, Here in Washington Heights. Of course. Where we thought it would not happen, like look.
Shay, do you really want do you really want uh uh 1992 to to repeat itself? Yo. Do 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 you want you you don't want any riots? I don't I don't think you want any more riots because look what happened in 1992. Fine. I mean you know if you if you piss our people off, you, you know you gotta suffer the consequences sometimes and uh, you know I, I mean. I'm gonna just say this: the the Italians, the white people, the Irish, the the, the what which call it in the in the Inwood Marble Hill community, the Washington the Washingtonites community. Um, the thing is, um, you gotta learn how to treat people with respect, especially if they're different than you, and um, if you ever put a hand on one of us, I will make sure that I will hold you guys accountable because there is no excuse for y'all to be silent in the pubs and be loud racist when peaceful protesters are literally asking for justice when it comes to a murder in our community. So, um, be careful what you wish for, and, um, yeah, don't, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Feel me? I'm sorry, I come from a generation where it's like, listen, you don't want it. You don't want the smoke. Don't make me, don't make me come to Dykeman Street, bitch. Don't make me come to Dykeman Street. Don't make me come to Dykeman Street. Shit. It's like <laughs> posting academy, ah, uh, ah, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. It's just like it, it's some really good memories I've had over there when I was young, and the fact that this shit was happening this year is it's just it's just lit a fire under my ass, and had shit had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Hope you enjoyed your karma, Maxi Pad. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's the end of this episode. Um, again, please check the description box for everything. Um, like I mentioned before, I also have um, Catherine's uh, link in my link tree as well. So that way you guys can contribute to donate um, as well and, you know, make yourselves aware of Dominique's case. There are petitions to sign. There are phone numbers to call, especially to the 34th Precinct. And um, yeah, just just you just got to do the work. Just do the work because we are laying it out for you. Basically. All you gotta do is like copy and paste for five seconds. That's it. That's it. Five seconds of your time every single day. That's it. That's it. Send some emails, make some calls. Make sure that these people do their jobs. Okay? Period. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming again, Catherine. It's been fun. Thank you for all the help. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Accountables specifically <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, y'all. This has been Arlene with Catherine, and I will see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Uh -huh. Bye. <laughs>